0: Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep?
1: Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference.
0: Because otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to that.
2: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt.
0: Hello and welcome to Kindling Helpline with me, Siobhan Hunt. And as always, here to take your questions today is Chris Minogue, mother craft nurse of 30 years experience. She helps families all around Australia now that we're <laughs> national and when she's on the ground in Sydney. Hi Chris, how are you? I'm
1: very well, thank you.
0: So Chris can answer any of your questions you might have about um, settling, whether it's a baby, a toddler, small child, mixing them all up together, food, breastfeeding, all that kind of stuff that's her expertise. So, if you'd like to speak with Chris, you can give us a call now on one eight hundred Kids Radio. You can also email us at conversation at kindling First up, we have a question from Fiona, who is on the line. It's about her nine month old nine month old routine. Hi, Fiona. How are Hi. you? Good. How are you, ladies? Lovely. And I can hear your little one is there with you. So. Yeah. He's just having lunch at the moment. Perfect. Um, just a quick one, Chris,
2: in sure. relation to his routine. So he's pretty yes. good. Um, the only problem is he kinda of goes to bed at six, six thirty. Yeah. But my partner doesn't get or my husband, sorry, doesn't get home till after that and he's asked me so kindly to see if I could stretch, stretch it out at seven. Yeah. And I'm
1: like, I needed to see if that was gonna to be too long for him to stay you should, up. You should be able to stretch it to 7. What time yep. does he start the day? Yeah, he probably starts the day about 6.30. Oh yeah, I think he can yep. do it. So if he's yep. up at 6.30 if you put him yep. down at 9.30 for his first little oh, sleep. Oh okay, I've been putting him down about 9. So yeah, so you can go 3 yep. hours in that first window Okay. And yep. then does he sleep about an hour for you? He sleeps about an hour and a half. Oh good boy. So yeah. okay, so if he goes from 9.30 he'll go to 11 and then yes. his next sleep should be about 2.00 2.30. Okay, Okay. so I'm pushing out to 2, 2.30. Yeah, depending yes. on so then, how he slept in that first window. Yeah, push him out to 2, 2.30. 2.30. Then he'll do his afternoon sleep and then you'll easily get him to 7. Yeah, so okay, then great. hopefully Perfect. your partner can get home, give him a bath, have yes. some time with him before he goes down. So I think that's a really easy fix. Just Perfect. gradually keep him up. So over the wow. next couple of days, just keep him up 10 minutes longer, 10 minutes longer, oh, easy. Great. and then it'll just fall straight into place. Perfect. My only other quick question is in terms of his snack.
2: So he has a yep. snack a lot of when he gets up. So it'll be at yep. eleven the snack. And yeah. And I'm guessing lunch, lunch will be pushed 12, out. Twelve
1: thirty bit. between twelve thirty and one. Between twelve thirty and yeah, one. Yeah, that's okay. right. And then the bottle will then be again just at around before 2, you 2, 2 pop 2:30. him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Great. All right.
0: Excellent. Thank oh my so goodness, so that's a fun. pleasure. Such an easy one. <laughs> oh, that, that was an easy fix. Off the rack.
1: <laughs>
2: Thank you, ladies. You have a great afternoon. You too, Fiona. Bye.
0: Okay, and the next question we have is from Alison, who emailed us during the week, and this is, um, I have a seven-month-old boy, I have seven-month-old boy, tw- girl, twins, yeah. um, five months corrected. Yep. They are formula fed on optimal gold plus stage one. Yeah. Should I be changing to stage two of the formula now they are over six months old, or should I stick to stage one? What's the difference between them? Haven't finished yet. <laughs> Hold your horses, Chris. They are going great on the current formula, so I'm keen to stick to it as I don't want them to have digestive, I- digestive issues with a thicker stage two. They are only just starting to get interested in solids. So yeah. I feel like they probably still need the higher protein content of stage one, especially as they were premi.
1: Right. Okay. So the reason that there is a stage two is not about the protein and it's not thicker. So I think the first thing is to dispel that part. It's actually about the iron. So the difference is usually within the iron because they get more iron from food. So they change the iron and every product is different. Look, you could read the back of two products and it looks almost exactly the same. But the reason that there is a stage two is purely because that the babies are increasing their solids. So they change the composition of the stage two. So even though they're prem, it won't have any effect on their digestion as as long as you're using the same product, then you're on the same thing. Um, It's just about the way it's made up. So I think there's no problem in sta- going to the stage two so just use up all your stage one when you finish with that just move to stage two
0: do babies okay. normally transition well I, I wouldn't know yeah there's no that. difference it's no just difference. it's just the makeup of the formula okay so it so, doesn't taste different no them or anything. nothing it's not okay. thicker
1: it's just they normally and how it was explained to me is they decrease the iron because they're getting more iron from their food that they're taking in that's right. the only difference
0: Okay. Well, I have a follow on question for that. Um, How do you know where to start with formula? So if you are putting your baby on formula the first time, um, I was recommended one, but my nurse GP friends, but there's a lot out there and I'm not sure what I should be looking for. So depending on the age of the baby, if you stick with the top
1: brands, you really can't go wrong. You 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 know, it's but there are a lot of brands. Like I counted the other day, I think there was fifteen brands. Wow. And um I went to a conference about a year ago and we had the top eight and they we then ranked them in digestive ability and all those type of things. Um so I think if you were the way I describe it to mums is you want a product that you can get easily. You don't want to be running around trying to find that particular product. You want a product that makes easily, makes it up easily. And they come with different scoop sizes. So there's 30 mils, 50 mils, 60 mils. And I tend to stick with a 30 mil scoop because it's much easier to make different amounts of milk. So I would go with an age appropriate one. So stage one is up to six months, stage two after six months. And then I would go for something that's local. And if your baby has no digestive, um, you know, woes, then I would just go with a stage one, age appropriate one. Do you have any thoughts uh, on organic? Versus non-organic? I personally don't um, because in the end they're all actually made the same way. So the milk that they get, by the time you get it to the formula stage, it's been so processed anyway, what it was coming with organic is not going to really make to me doesn't make that much difference. Okay. So I think it's a preferable. You know, if you like the word organic on it, then you could go for it. <laughs> it's probably gonna be more expensive though. <laughs> oh no, they're about average. Are they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Oh, so I don't know. I don't the only one that's Markedly expensive is an overseas brand. So the ones in Australia, I think, are pretty much all about the same. It's expensive, but it's pretty much all the same.
0: Oh, yeah. Formula is Is expensive. It's expensive. Not as
1: expensive as overseas, though. Okay. All
0: right. Well, um, good luck with that, Alison. And we're moving on to a phone call from Nicole. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Thank you. Um, So tell us the age of your child and what's going on. So I've got a 12-month-old. Right. Um... And I'm just wondering she's currently still on two naps
2: a day. Yes, that's but,
1: right.
2: But they're sort of starting to get a bit troublesome in that the second one is shorter. Is well no the first one is shorter the second one is longer but um I'm just wondering when to transition onto one because the gap in the middle
1: it's is getting sort of bigger. Getting,
2: it's getting bigger, and yeah. so she's sleeping too late in the afternoon. To go down to at
1: night. Yeah. Okay. So transition is usually around the 14-month mark. If they transition okay. earlier than that, they tend to be really overtired by the end of the day. But tell yeah. me when she's roughly sleeping, and then maybe we can it a little bit to keep it going for a little bit longer.
2: Yeah. Well, so the first one is at about 9.30 usually. Yeah. And that, that one's always been shorter, um, yep. usually around an hour. Yep. Sometimes she'll go to an hour and a half, but an hour's normal hours and then perfect the, yeah, and then the second one um has been around one thirty yep um and she sometimes will sleep till three three thirty that's perfect. that's actually and the then, perfect time sometimes though, she she's just it's really hard to get her to sleep in the evening then,
1: but that's We're about doing, sleep. What time are you putting her down?
2: uh it's, we're getting to about 7 o'clock now.
1: Yes, yeah, so that but should young. be right for 12-month-old. Right? So yeah, if she got okay. up between 3 and 3.30, I would be putting mm-hmm. her down closer to 7 o'clock. So I think yes. the little movements that you're seeing from her are, yeah. are her moving into age-appropriate. So that those little 12-month-olders, they can have as short as... 20 minutes or 40 minutes in that first one if they're sleeping a really decent amount of time in the afternoon so yep. if you're putting her down at 1 and she's getting up anywhere before four o'clock you'll still yep. be able to get her down at seven She'll
2: still be okay. yeah right.
1: so if she's getting up at 3 three thirty, and you're having trouble with the seven that's probably more about the sleep association than the timing that you're using gotcha okay. yeah so i think you're um, doing really well
2: all right. And how how will I then transition? Do I just start making that first one later and later or?
1: Yeah, no, I make it shorter and shorter and bring the later one up earlier. So gotcha. yep. um, when she's about 13 and a half months, you'll notice the sleep will feel like she's mucking around a lot, like she might be talking or crying or not sleeping yep. as long. So I usually make the first sleep incidental, like in a pram or in a car so it's not as deep. And okay. then I just move the second sleep up a little bit. And then around fourteen months, I give her a sleep around the middle of the day, around
0: eleven thirty, twelve. Yep. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Right. Good luck, Nicole. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. You're listening to Kindling Helpline, and we have Mothercraft Nurse Chris Minogue here answering all your questions about babies toddlers, behaviour, sleep, you name it, she can answer it. Um, you can email us on conversation at kindling.com.au. If you're watching us via Facebook Live, you can pop your comments below the live video and we'll try to get to your questions. Uh, and you can also call on one kids radio So um, our next question is about nappies from Andrea. Right. My three-year-old is still in nappies. I yeah. want to get her out of them. I've put undies on her this morning, but she doesn't care if she wets herself and when she is in a nappy she says she needs to go to the toilet and she has already gone in her nappy what's the best way to toilet train her my 5 year old my 5 year old had no problem and my 2 year old stands there holding her nappy saying toilet toilet <laughs> extreme, so hasn't she's she? got the extreme she's got it all going on there yes okay i think your
1: 3 year old is just confused as to when when we're talking about toilet training and when do we have a nappy and because you chopping and changing between the two, she's a little bit confused. So just go back one step. And what I would do for about a week is toilet time her. So maybe using a pull-up just for ease of nappies. And then just regularly saying, you know, we're going to the park, would you like to do a wee? Or we're going to have our naps, so would you like to do try on the toilet? And over the week, she should start to do um, something in the toilet. And then she connects the two together. She goes, oh, that's what your body feels like when it needs to go, when I need to go to the toilet. So once you've got that going, then I think it's going to be easier to make that next step into toilet training where you say to her, you know, that we're going to stay close to home, we open the door to the toilet, we put a step there and you say, just tell mummy when you need to go to the toilet, but do some gentle reminders, so we're going to sit down for lunch, would you like to go and try for a wee now and just see if her body connects and especially following her older brother or sister, that's going to make it much easier as well, so as that older one goes in, hopefully the three year old will go in and hopefully if you've got a good line up, you'll have the two year old going in But, (laughs) but the two year olds probably just following and mimicking so it sounds like she's just a bit confused as to when she wears a nappy and when she wears her little underwear. So go back one step, toilet time her for a little bit and then toilet trainer. I'm sure it'll work. And when you say a little bit, how many days do you think it's good to keep uh, you, Excuse me, about a week. Okay. So really get it into her what it feels like. That's why kids at daycare do it. You know, the parents will say, oh, they're toilet timing. It's because at daycare they toilet time the whole group so everybody follows. And then it makes it much easier for the parent to then go on and toilet train. So a little bit of toilet timing, I think, will give her the idea of what it feels like when you need to go to the toilet. And then she'll she'll put it all together for you. He's hoping.
0: Yes. Um, and we also have a question from Beck on Facebook. Yep. Is 11 months too early to drop to one sleep? My little one fights sleep until 10 to 10.30 10 or even later. It's then hard to get a proper sleep before school pickup. Sometimes yeah. she doesn't sleep until 12.31 and she won't sleep in the pram. Pram. So incidental sleeps are hard.
1: Becky, this is, she's far too young for one sleep. She would be, have such cranky pants by the end of the day to be scary. Yes. Um, so I think it's more about sleeping and sleep association. But what I would do because you've got that school drop off is work out the latest point to which you have to leave to go and do the pickup, sorry, which would probably roughly be 2.30, quarter past 2, 2.30. Um, she needs to be awake for three and a half hours prior to that. So this is working backwards now. So if you have to get um if she you're giving her a sleep for an hour and a half, she's to be down by one to get her up at two thirty, which means she needs to have a sleep about nine, nine thirty. So because we don't know what time this little one wakes up in the morning, that might help. But maybe what you could do is make the first sleep of the morning. Um, oh,
0: she doesn't sleep in the car, does she? Well, she yeah. says not in the pram, but I guess you wouldn't sleep in the car. because i give
1: her a small, I think this is probably more about sleep and what she associates to sleep because if she woke up on average at 6, 6.30, if we took that as the average, four, and a, four to four and a half hours later is a, a She's overtired by that stage. So I think I would work on a smaller sleep a little bit earlier so that she was still tired enough that you could put her down by one to get at least an hour and a half. But she's too young to drop to one sleep to be happy for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So I think this one is more looking at your timing. And sometimes on the second baby, when there's a school child, I actually wake the second baby up early. So I've got enough time in my day to fit it all in. So that little one might get up at six where the the other child might not get up till 6.30, just so that you've got enough time to get that little nap in. For them to be also tired enough to get asleep before you have to do that school run around. It's it very is. tricky.
0: I know. It's, just my it's head really hits. tricky. Just thinking
1: about it. I know. It, it's You're just... <laughs> but you've only got about three months And then they'll be on one sleep and it'll work beautifully. So if you can hang on and juggle it for a couple more months, you'll be there and she'll be on one sleep and
0: it'll work perfectly. And you did just tell us when one sleep was appropriate. Is that around 14 months? Around 14 months. months. So
1: she's 11 now. So we've only got around, we've got about 10 weeks, 12 weeks to go. So hang in there and there's school holidays in between. So that helps. (laughs) Um, But I think uh, 11 months would be far too early. She'd be cranky.
0: All right, Beck. Well, good luck with that. And please feel free to call us yeah, back. Yeah. That's the hardest leave us juggle. Message. That is tough. Yeah, it's a hard juggle. It is tough. This is Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue, where you can ask Chris any sort of question you like. <laughs> uh, you can pop it underneath the Facebook Live if that's how you're listening. Or you can call us, 1 800 Kids Radio. That's 1 800 543 772. And lots of people like to email us through the yeah. week at conversation at kindling.com.au. This question comes from Michelle. She says, I can't get my two-and-a-half-year-old to bed before 10 p.m. That (gasps) sucks. He has one nap but usually won't nap till 2 p.m. or later. He has always been a terrible sleeper. He wakes at 8 a.m.
1: Well, Michelle, the really good thing is he's sleeping in the right time frame. So it's just that he he's going late. So you've got this terrible dilemma where he goes to bed late at ten, he sleeps in till eight. So if you actually look from eight till ten o'clock at night, he's sleeping in the right time frame. It's just not in time with everyone else. So the hard thing with this is which one do you pull back and which which one becomes easier to make the juggle? He needs to be awake for about five to five and a half hours from when he gets up from his afternoon sleep before he'll go down to sleep, which probably makes sense with the 10 o'clock because he might go down at two and sleep till 4.30. He's not going to be tired till 10. So that makes sense. So to correct it... We've got to work out which one. The first one I would do is I'd start waking him a little bit earlier every morning to try and start bringing the sequence back to where you want it to be. So tomorrow I would might get him up at 7.30 so that you can put him down at 1.30. I'd have him awake by 3 and that should get him down by 8.39. Then you might do that for a couple of days till he adjusts and then bring it forward again to 7.00 and then wake him up at seven, put him down at, what is he, two and a half? So put him down at 12.30 um, and get him up at two, and that should get him down at 7.30 at night. The second thing that might happen is that he's two and a half and he may need to give up his day sleep. So before we go down that trick, let's just see if we can bring the whole pattern forward a little bit and make it easier. At two and a half, I would generally have them up by about seven. I put him down um, any time between 12.30 and one, but I'd have him awake by two and then he'll go down at about 7.30. So your cut off is two o'clock in the afternoon to get him down for 7.30 and he's going to bed at two o'clock in the afternoon. So I think just look at the whole thing and keep bringing it forward. And I think you'll
0: be able to keep that little sleep for a little bit longer. All right. Um, Now we have a question from Rachel who has a 17-month-old and she's pregnant with twins. (laughs) She's preparing. What age do you recommend starting (laughs) toilet training? I have an almost 17-month-old and pregnant with twins Twins. due in February. Should I start toilet training my daughter before the twins arrive?
1: Absolutely not. So I wouldn't, especially, um, you know, bringing on twins as well.
0: Mm.
1: I usually toilet train in the summer where they're turning about two and a half so they need cognitive development they need to be able to take themselves to the toilet they need to be able to have the language to tell you this you might be doing a little bit of toilet training or toilet timing where you might sit her on the toilet before you have a bath but she's far far too young for toilet training at 17 months she but she. She doesn't, she can't even follow an order properly. So I think relax, sit back, get your new babies under control. So she'll be two, must be around the same time the babies are born. So I'd probably do it this time next year. When your twins are a bit bigger, a bit older, you know, a little bit more routine, and then you can concentrate on her toilet training. I have a question about
0: toilet training. Is it a bit of a, one of those myths that parents start thinking that, um, yeah. I remember when my kids were small, people would be like, "They should be toilet trained by yeah. X age." And then I thought later on, I was like, "Why would they understand that?" Do you yeah, think that's right. That idea that we can do it younger than I think, they're able. to I think do there's
1: it? two myths. One is toilet timing, and one is toilet training. And one is a cultural thing where there's certain cultures where they hold a little baby over a potty, and they call that toilet training. To be toilet trained, you have to have the cognitive development to stop what you're doing realize your body needs to go to the bathroom and take yourself there and pretty much at 17 months they don't have that they don't have it in language and they don't have it in cognitive behavior so at 17 months if somebody said to me oh my 18 month old is toilet trained I always say so do they take themselves to the toilet and they go oh no I take them and that's toilet timing so they've got to have all those things in place and I, the key to it, when I tell parents, is you need to be able to be driving, and say, and the child says, "I need to go to the toilet," and you say, "We'll be home in two minutes," and they can hold.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's a big tester. That's tough. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you you land in on a plane, and they say, "I want to go to the toilet." Well, they, they've got to be able to hold. Yeah. So, you know, I think that is more closer to that two and a half. Maybe it doesn't it make should... a
0: difference to them. Right? No.
1: No, not at all. I think it's the poor pressure on the parents when somebody says that.
0: And probably Rachel's probably thinking, it's oh, going to I've got be to get hectic. her ready. Yeah. yeah. But
1: actually, in this case, I wouldn't. It's actually going to be easier to have her in little pull ups while you're busy with two little babies and not think, I have to put these babies down to get her to the toilet. So I think in this case, I would hold off to about this time next year and then she'll do it really well and your babies will be more settled. Your new babies will be more
0: settled. And if you don't already know, Rachel, um, Chris is actually an expert <laughs> in twins. She um, is much sought after for her advice on twins. twins. So once they're here in February, come on back. please feel free to call and chat to her if you need any yeah. help. Um, we have a question from Maria. She has a three and a half month old who will want to transition out of his swaddle, but he loves his hands so much. He works himself up and can't settle with arms when his arms are out. Yeah. I don't see me being able to get his arms out. Do you have any suggestions?
1: Um, I would hang on a little bit longer. So maybe he's just not ready to have his arms out. So one of the, the um, signs to have his arms out is if he's rolling over, obviously. So if they're rolling. So a lot of people get a little bit confused with this this. You know, when do I take them out of swaddles and put them into sleeping bags? So at the moment, being three and a half months, they're very awake and alert and aware of sleep and, and who comes in and out of the room. So in this case, I would hang on a little bit longer, get him a little bit older and then transition one arm out and then the second arm out. And then I think he'll do really well because at three and a half months, there's still a lot of arm movement in a baby. So they, they haven't got to that stage where they can just lay down and put their arms down. So I'd go back to your swaddling unless he was actively rolling, but he'd be very young for actively rolling. So in this case, I'd probably hang on another two, three weeks and have another go at that and then you might find it'll work.
0: Good luck with that, Maria. You're listening to Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft (laughs) Nurse Chris Minogue, where she answers all your questions about babies, toddlers, small children. Might be about feeding or sleeping. We all have so many challenges when they're that small and changing so quickly too in that first year, aren't they? Um, This question comes from Rosanna, and I feel you, Rosanna. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: love the the way Um, she's put
0: this. (laughs) (laughs) My four-year-old son seems to be very emotionally. Unstable <laughs> seems to be crying and having a meltdown about everything and anything all day. Is this a typical age-related phase or something more?
1: I think this is very typical of boys. Yes, my son is four. And I is think they're very the fragile thing.
0: from about three, three and a half,
1: through to about four. I once sat in a lecture. It was a while ago, and and uh, the person doing the lecture was explaining about testosterone moving through their body. I actually think they have really busy days and they're really tired. I think more than anything, that's plays an element in it. But it's not uncommon for little boys to be wobbly, emotionally wobbly, which is a lovely way of putting it, in this age group. So I think you have to stand back a little bit and you have to get in his headspace and think about what's going on for him. So, you know, has he got long days at daycare, which he can't change? Is he, you know, feeling like he's not getting enough time from you? So sometimes just sitting down and letting him lead the play by saying, let's sit down for 10 minutes and you tell mummy what you want to do in terms of play and just give him back a little bit. But it's often common in this age group. So anywhere in this three to four, and it just disappears. But I actually think it disappears when they're physically doing much more. So Mm. when they're doing like soccer joeys or some sort of little of activity that uses up energy, it's sort of stabilises it. Yeah it does so I think it's really common I think girls mm. go into it at about four and no, I'm not quite sure if they ever come out of it <laughs> after
0: that. I did <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're emotionally stable <laughs> Well my husband may not agree but uh, and Rosanna if I can point you towards I because I am able to write about these things because um, this is what I do, mm-hmm. my son's going through exactly the same thing yeah. and I wrote an article that's on our website that's called um, Help My Son is emotional and distracted or something like that. So if you just head to our news section on our website at kindling.com.au, I've got some steps there that I spoke to other people about and um, it made sense to me because my son cries at the drop of a hat. But yeah, love him. Okay, we've probably got time for one more question Mm -hmm. and this one is from Megan. She's got a two and a half year old and a five and a half week old. Yep. So the little one is will not sleep in his cot during the day. As soon as he's taken into his room and zipped up in his sleeping bag, he screams. I'm able to calm him with rocking, padding, shushing, and a dummy, and eventually able to put him into his cot when he's calm. After numerous attempts to then attempts to then resettle him, he will sometimes not off to sleep, only to wake around fifteen mm. metres later inconsolable i can sometimes resettle and pop him back in his cot only for him to fall asleep again and wake 15 minutes later (laughs) again the resettling resettling process can take up to one and a half hours before i give up breastfeed him again and pop him in the pram and walk for a two-hour nap this is occurring every single daytime nap He sleeps perfectly well overnight in his cot and I'm not doing anything differently besides feed, bath, feed before his big sleep that evening. He always goes into his cot calm and awake. I watch him like a hawk and I don't think I'm missing out on his tired signs. He's hardly awake an hour before I begin to put him down to sleep. One walk a day is nice, but three is killing me. Fair enough. Side note, he's quite an unsettled little baby, appears to be suffering with gas or wind and has an upper lip lip tie tie. that is being examined next week. That's Megan. So Megan, there is a lot going on here. So I think I
1: need to, sometimes when there's a lot going on with, especially with two children, the juggle, how do you get things done? um, If we go back to the absolute basics, sometimes that, gives us an idea of where the problem actually lies because he's got an upper lip tie that could be interfering with the way he's feeding which is why you're having it examined so this could be part of it what's his weight like how's he feeding how long's he feeding would be the first thing I'd look at um, second thing is timing so he's coming up five and a half weeks you're caught in this really hard space he doesn't sleep long enough so therefore he doesn't stay awake long enough and so he keeps continuously having these little cat naps So I'm going to give you about what I would do with a five and a a six-week-old baby, and maybe you can use that as a template to reset. You'll only be able to do this from the beginning of the day where he's had a decent night's sleep, which he sounds like he's doing well. Um, So I would keep him up for somewhere around an hour and a quarter to an hour and a half, um, and that's why he has to have that decent sleep beforehand. I would. Out of all that's said here, I'd take him out of a swaddle and I'd go back to wrapping just to give him a bit more of a sense of the arms calmly to his body because he's so overtired. And then once that settles down, you can go back to a swaddle. I think you're doing all the right steps for settling him. So taking him into a quiet room, putting him down, tucking him in, all of those sorts of things. And unfortunately, this age group, it does take 15 or 20 minutes to settle them. And that's where the juggle becomes harder because you might be putting him down, going out. The two and a half year old asks you for something. You get distracted. He hasn't gone to sleep. And the whole thing keeps turning around into the juggle. So the days where you're a half year olds at daycare, they're the days that I'd be working on your settling. So um, if we go back to the basics, What might happen is it might tell you if the tongue tie and the upset tummy is having a bigger part in this than we think is. So this one's a little bit of a difficult one because there's so much going on. But go back to wrapping Um, off the beginning of the day, try and keep him up for about an hour and a quarter to an hour and a half unless he's completely lost it. Um, The wrapping calms and quietens him a little bit faster, pop him in, tuck him in and then start some settling and see how it improves over three days. If it hasn't improved, maybe going to your early childhood centre sister and getting some more advice about what might be going on for him.
0: Mm. And and find out what's happening with the upper Ah, oh, the lip and tie. Then come yeah, back that's the, if the feeding tube. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, that unfortunately is all we have time for. Thank you to everyone for your questions. Chris, as always, thank you for your time. Oh, it's a pleasure. And you can get in touch with um your questions during the week at kinder uh, conversation at kindling.com.au And don't forget that all of Chris's advice is available on our website. Just head to kindling dot com dot au and search for helpline.
2: You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au